welcome to Unprofessional. I am Dave Wiskus, joined by my very good friend and yours, Jamie Newberry. Hi. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Just, Just hi. hi. <laughs> I kept it subdued today because sometimes I'm joined over by the not very happy to be here, Jamie Newsberry. 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 <laughs> We're off to a, a rolling start. I love it. We are. We are not our sharpest today. We are also joined. <laughs> Uh, by we're, me. Joined, we're, we're also joined by Orthothrox. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm the British part of this uh, this trium. I, I feel like we should just take a moment and like maybe spell your name or something because it's not the ob- the most obvious thing. Yeah, so that's an O R T A. Like you ought to remember is usually what I tell people to try and remember <laughs> it. <laughs> you ought to remember. I love that. Yeah, it's I brilliant. will remember now. Perfect. And then the rocks is just T H E R O X. Like the Good. French, but with no U. We don't need in America you just get rid of the U's, right? That's how it works. Is that that's is right. that how that worked? Did you drop it when you came over? Yeah, I figured that's 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 how it should be pronounced over here. So well, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> now just for the people who may not know who you are, explain yourself. <laughs> who, who are you? What do you do? What's, who what's, are what's you? your thing? What, what is what's this? Your, what's your deal? <laughs> um so I make uh, open source uh, a big project for people that make iOS and Mac apps um, that allows them to pull in code from external places. It's called a dependency manager. It's pretty technical stuff, but I sit around and do the design work on it and just dictate what people should do. And what's it called? It's called CocoaPods. There we go. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the point where most of the audience is going, oh, oh. that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yep. Except for the people who aren't iOS people who are like, when who? are they going to get another actor on this show? <laughs> yeah. There's so many good musicians. And what's this dude about? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are, we are apparently not at our sharpest today. <laughs> well... Speak for yourself. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I am certainly. I, I just woke up. Well, yeah, I just woke up. So, I mean, I, I just woke up you drinking, so I'm pretty sure I saw you leave. Yeah, yeah. We. I left when you left. I came home and, and I went to sleep. But I'm not a very good sleeper. I've never been a good sleeper. So it, it takes a while. So I lay in bed and uh, maybe an hour or so goes by. I finally fall asleep. I've got the world's noisiest stompiest upstairs neighbor so at about 8 a.m i'm woken back up from a very light sleep that had just started taking hold and uh was was up from i think maybe 8 to 11 30 and then finally made it back to sleep a little bit and then i my, my alarm went off and I had to do the show uh, so i'm on like maybe six hours of, of crappy sleep right now it's like the entire morning ruined. You might as well yeah. just give up. Just go back to I know. bed. <laughs> go I back know, to bed. Start over. I think what I need to do is just start taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> That'll certainly have a long-term benefit. Drinking doesn't help. I find that when I drink, I wake up more in the middle of the night, and it's harder for me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have the advantage of you drunk last night, so you had probably a pretty cool time. It's a trade-off, right? Right. right. Had a good time, but today I feel terrible. <laughs> You just need to work on that bit, I think. A friend was asking me recently how how much I sleep like normally, like what's what's my sleep pattern? And I, I thought about it for a minute, and the truth is I don't think I've slept a full solid eight hours in ten years, fifteen years. Wow. Does anybody it's, sleep solid though? Like solid straight through? I think I I I kinda hope they don't, but my thinking is that most people go to bed, fall asleep, and then wake up the next day. Oh, yeah, I mean, I do that. <laughs> you know. I, haven't, I haven't done that ever. I'm a unique no, snowflake. I've had a few nights. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Uh, no, I guess I contrast then. I sleep really well. I just go to bed and then wake up six to seven hours later. And that's Is done. this why you're always so pleasant? <laughs> yeah, never have a bad day. There's a connection. <laughs> yeah, screw you, buddy. <laughs> Um, maybe isn't isn't it the American thing then to just start taking sleep drugs? Yeah, I don't like drugs. I don't like I don't like taking things. I don't ever want to be dependent on a thing. Although you know what, the truth is, going this long without good sleep, I would take just about anything to get a good night's sleep. Maybe you ought run? to start experimenting with that. <laughs> to yeah. wake up feeling rested, happily, happily take some drugs. And you do exercise, right? Like 
Yeah, You're fairly yeah. active. We go to the gym. You I don't, eat well. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Become I a vegetarian. Eat, That'll fix it. I don't eat terribly, but I, I eat. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not super super. Parent. Like I, I don't eat greasy fast food most of the time. Anything sure. like that. But yeah, I think it's just. Uh, I don't know. My brain's broken. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need company. Like, what are you suggesting? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, we are later. in the same city. That's true. That's true. Um, so, no. Do you have your dog sleep with you? Normal. Well, she's the worst. She's the. Uh, she's not here right now. My my mom's got her again. But when when she sleeps, she sleeps in the bed with me, and the the dog, not my mom, <laughs> sleeps in the bed with me. And she decompresses from being this tiny 10-pound dog to taking up most of my bed. And it's not a small bed. I get, I get a, a thin sliver on the side, and the rest is kind of designated <laughs> her area. And I still wake up with her claws in my back a few times a night. So I was thinking that not having the dog might help because now I'm free to just sleep. But no. No. It turns out my neighbors are still assholes. <laughs> and I still have my, my broken brain problems. I'm just a mess. That's the moral of the story. I'm a mess. So was this the story that explained your late waking or is there yet another? No, that that's it. There's no, like nothing crazy happened this time, this time. I don't know. I feel like I'm already in the habit of telling too many stories about that time I went drinking and almost died. Ah, yeah. I'm trying to tone down the drinking too. Nah, Mm -hmm. you're not doing a particularly good job at that. No, I'm, I'm keeping it pretty, pretty low key. I have a, uh, maybe it's just my tolerance is higher. <laughs> I, I don't think I've been. Uh, I don't think I've been drunk since Vegas. So at least you know four or five days. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good innings. Yeah, I, I need like an intervention, not a uh, look. You've got a drinking problem. We love you. We want you to be okay. You've got a drinking problem. We don't want you to stop drinking. We just no. want you to drink a little bit less. On the subject of this, Jamie, when do we get you in New York to come drinking? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about May is what I'm thinking. All right, I will. Were we looking at May, Dave? Or is or did we change our mind on that? I think we're looking at June. Oh, okay, June. Okay, maybe Just June then. Are we oh, are we accidentally announcing something right now? Not really, not yet, but well, uh, maybe sort of. We're maybe. building anticipation is what All right. we're doing. Well, here's Ooh. here's the hint we can drop. We're planning a thing in June in New York, and it's yep. going to be it's going to be a bigger thing. It's going to be super unprofesh is what it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get here before everyone, like, by a few hours. Yes! That's right. There's going to be a thing. Now, yeah. We're still working out details on exactly how and when and where the thing. But there's going to be a thing. There will cool. be a thing. It might, just, cool. it might just be in my apartment. And it might be like <laughs> eight people sitting around. <laughs> There will be a thing in my apartment. Yeah, I'm like, wait, you should probably elaborate on that because then it's just going to sound wrong. You're like, Jamie's going to New York to hang out with Dave. No, 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 no. See, to me, it would be almost more suggestive. You know, never mind. I can't go to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I have no plans to be in New York before the the unofficial thing. Okay. Well, How about you? How about you? Coming to Las Vegas anytime soon? It wasn't on my, my, my agenda. I was going to San Francisco probably a bit before then, but... Yeah. I mean, what is there in Las Vegas? I could go gambling and drinking, yep. probably. And see shows. <laughs> there oh. are those things. And eat amazing food. It's funny. I really don't do any of those. I do eat. I eat a lot of food, but I don't yeah. do any of those things. I don't gamble or see shows or... What was the other one? Drink. drink? I don't really drink either. But yeah. I've seen you tipsy once. Oh no, I do have a drink from time to time, but never here, like never in Vegas, really. Um, I'll have a drink when I'm out once in a while. But yeah, we got, Las Vegas is home for me, so to drink, it, like, I would be a mad drunk all the time, I think, if I, <laughs> if, I, if I observed Las Vegas norms. Uh, but most people are tourists there, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. I don't, I don't hang out downtown too much. I live on the outskirts. She lives on the edge. <laughs> the edge. That's right. Always on the edge. Of town. Of town. <laughs> of town. <laughs> of town. We keep that part quiet, though. Of town. Yeah. I mean, those, those are the sort of things that you do as a tourist, right? I mean, I still haven't gone and seen a show here in New York. Um, How long have you been in New York? 
just a little bit longer than Dave, I guess. So um, he's a he's a dyed in the wool New Yorker, that guy. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nice. So yeah, you, I mean, we've tried seeing a show. Yeah, that's. Had, that's a, have you guys you done like that. the touristy things in New York? I mean, like the you know the Statue of Liberty and um, you know touristy stuff. Have you done that? No, we've been to some terrible bars, some amazing places to eat, and I think that pretty much sums up our experience in the past few months. I've done a little bit. Well, I did most of my touristy stuff before I moved here. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I was actually curious about that. I I lived in San Francisco for a while, and I never did the touristy stuff while I lived there. But I had done all of the the touristy stuff um, years before I moved there. I was just wondering, like, how many people that live in like fantastic, you know, tourist cities, yeah. um, actually, like, if you live there, do you actually take advantage of that stuff, like all the museums and the, um, I don't know, all of those things that people come to the city to see. I find I want that you to. have your parents come over and then you go and do it. Or you have a yeah. friend come over and then you go yeah. and do it. Yeah, it's it's great for showing somebody else around the city. Yeah. And I don't think it's it's that we don't want to do those things. I'll speak for myself. I don't think I mean I do. I want to do those things. It's just that the only other people who want to do those things are people who are coming in as tourists. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go wander around the the New York library by myself for a day. Yeah, I'm just not the, the kind of tourist now that is sort of wide-eyed, staring up in Times Square. <laughs> and, like, you want to do that with someone else so they can be that guy and you can be, like, the cynical, oh, I'm a New Yorker, I know all I, this. I can't believe you like Times Square. Ugh, there's adverts <laughs> everywhere. I don't even own a TV. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a, I'm like a, a drive-by tourist. When I go to these places, I don't want to go to the Empire State Building and spend the afternoon marveling at the architecture and the view and the whatever the hell. I want to get in there. I want to take a quick look around, take a couple of pictures, and get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and then go grab a bite to eat. I want yeah. I want to be in there for like thirty-eight minute tops. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Um... I, I'm the same way here in Las Vegas. The only time I, I go to like the strip corridor is if people come here and want me to meet them down there. <laughs> and I, then I take them I, home to the house. And I get in <laughs> and out as quickly as possible when I go home. Yeah, I don't know. The if downtown I'm, here is more exciting than the the strip stuff to me. But yeah. There's a lot more history downtown Vegas. It's also, it's where all the, you know, the new tech stuff is happening and like the downtown project is happening so there's more cool stuff happening down here now there now there there yep now (laughs) exactly right now right this minute (laughs) you're missing it (laughs) right now i am and that's okay with me too even (laughs) even in vegas walking through the casinos and stuff i don't want to linger i don't want to I don't want to wander around the, the casino and, and take a bunch of... I just want to get in there. I want to look at the thing and I want to go on to the next thing. <laughs> what I'm is the to, thing you look at? Because they're kind of similar, most of these casinos. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly, mostly the outside is the nice part to look at. Although that's, that's not true. A lot of the uh, the, the architects, the hallways in a casino, I find very interesting. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of good ones. I got there's to stay at the MGM Grand. That was pretty nice in Las Vegas. It's a nice hotel. Huge. Yep. Yep. That's, that's about it. Yeah. At a museum, I wanna I wanna spend no more than thirty seconds looking at a painting, and then wow. I'm on to the next one. That's not how you do it. No, nope, I got it. It's in my head. I got to see it. I'll take <laughs> I'll take a picture. I'll look at it online later. This is just I was here in person. I got to see it. Move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, for reference, I work for an art company. What you really should do is pick an artwork that you know beforehand and go and sit down in front of it for half an hour. That's the only yes. thing you should do in a museum or a gallery. Just pick one. Pick one. Pick one item. Yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting tip. So what, tell me about like the reason behind that. I mean, I get the, you know, absorbing it and and thinking about it and looking at it and, but what, yeah. What's the appeal? Well, I always figure that each individual piece of art is effectively a puzzle and like good puzzles, you need to think about it from different directions. You're trying to understand what was the artist saying when they were, when they were creating it. And just glancing at it may mean you'll only see something at face value when ideally you should probably look at it from a few different levels. Just nice. For no more than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a fast thinker. <laughs> get in, get out. 
No, I'm, I'm with you. My problem is when I'll go to a museum with people who want to do that for every single painting. Yeah, no, I separate off, separate off. Just say you'll (laughs) you'll go back and meet them later. We'll meet at three o'clock in the lobby. Yeah, (laughs) or do your museum. Yeah, the zoo. Maybe there are people out there who want to sit and stare at the penguins for an hour. I I just want to see every animal. You could mm-hmm. put me. You could put me on a cart, and I could wave at them as I go past, and I'd be just as happy. <laughs> Every I habitat. Okay, I know. I know what a penguin looks like. I just want to go and like see one real quick. I want to see him waddle. You, I want. I like seeing the animals animate, like just you know, <laughs> animate, just moving. I'm really interested in the the mechanics there. Like, that's yeah, the I'm, fun bit. That's that's it. And I never know. It's like a social cue kind of thing. I never know when am I supposed to be done looking at it. Yeah. No. I think you just make your own decision on that. Really. My internal drive, I, I got a glance. Good enough. Yep. Pass. Glance. Photo. Yeah. Out. Gonna make it a desktop wallpaper. Done. Yep. This, it's good enough for Instagram. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I really need. Not really about the deep consumption of ideas, eh, Dave? Or, or for some, it's just about getting the IRL emoji. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a fantastic thing going around, Dave. I am loving that so much. Me too. It, yeah, I I have to say the moment I realized it was happening, I was like, ooh. <laughs> and and still, still happening. Still happening. That's um I can't wait to see I can't wait to yeah, I gotta check in on it some more. I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn them into a tumbler and then hopefully get a book deal off of other people's photos. <laughs> yes. That's, right. That's the dream. Um my favorite by far is this this beautifully composed um one of just a piece of paper where they've just done a few scratches on a pencil and then sharpened a pencil to be tiny. I love that. <laughs> that one is great. Yeah. I, I Was that... Uh, who did that one? That was Gemma. Gemma. I was going to say Gemma also did the nails with the nail polish, which was yeah. brilliant. I, I, I didn't ask, but I, I would be willing to bet that she went out and bought that color of nail polish just to do that picture. <laughs> That's I considered buying the red lipstick with the gold rim just so I could shoot that. <laughs> I may actually do that. So I, I should explain. IRL emoji, I tweeted the other day as, as a joke, because what happened, I was texting somebody, and I ended the, the thing with an emoji. And I don't know, I was looking at it and thinking about how how those emoticons they don't really represent faces we actually make it was like the tongue sticking out one and so i'm looking at my phone i just i stick my tongue out thinking about how you would go about making that face and i i laughed at my own little whatever i was doing there and i and i tweeted that we should do a a photo set of photos that look like the emoji like us making those faces or you know a hammer on uh, an angle or something and it was a joke when i said it but then people started doing it <laughs> it's fantastic i have to say it's an internet sensation day you did it <laughs> yes you finally hit the viral big time <laughs> you the did medium it. time oh you got yourself a hashtag yeah it's cute people people yeah hashtag irl emoji and people are really taking pictures of things i love it I one think just went great. up a couple minutes ago it was a, a globe oh yeah 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 yeah. Globe emoji. I want to see some of the flags. Have people done flags? I haven't seen any flags yet. Mostly household objects because people are lazy. Yeah. Although, some animals. Somebody did an elephant. I guess somebody was at the zoo and saw this hashtag. and uh, Threw up an elephant. Yeah. It's pretty cute. But when you say threw up an elephant, you mean... Chucked it online. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> vomited an elephant. Kapow! All over the floor. <laughs> Take a photo. <laughs> Where are you from that the onomatopoeia for vomiting is kapow? <laughs> I tell you what, though. The onomatopoeia for, for, uh, for throwing up in Irish is boke, which is my favorite one. <laughs> so you would be boking all over the place. You'd be boking out an elephant. I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, one of, that's one of the fun things about moving to a different country. Like, the culturalisms on these kind of things are just beautiful. It's like right now, I, my chocolate that I'm, that I'm eating is Turkish Delight. And everybody always asks, mm-hmm. what is Turkish Delight? And the answer is quite simple. It's like, it's, that, it's the, the food that the, uh, the white witch in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe uses to, like, lure away one of the kids. It's really nice, though. So what are you saying? From. I'm saying you guys should know what Turkish delight is, and I had to keep teaching everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, because we don't. 
Yeah. I thought you thought you were saying something about luring away kids. Oh, I've got the optimal tool. It's just that it won't work in America because you guys don't know what it is. Oh, sorry, buddy. You don't you don't get our children. Next time. Next time. So I want to talk about. Uh, normally, I don't come with a prepared agenda, but this thing has been on my mind, like it has many people's minds. This this goddamn missing plane. What? Uh, missing plane. The, you haven't heard about this? No, I am so out of touch with the news and things that are happening. I feel like we're doing the fake you don't know about something for the sponsor. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. Sorry. I probably should know. But yeah, I have been kind of, uh, I've been buried in some other stuff right now. So I haven't looked at Twitter or current events. I have no idea what's going on in the world. Genuinely. So, so here's the deal. A plane takes off from Malaysia going to China, a Boeing 777. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way, it just disappears. Oh. Near as they can tell, they've been searching for a week now. They cannot find any wreckage. It just disappeared. Weird. It wasn't even the Bermuda Triangle either. What's that about? Did you figure there'd be all sorts of like satellites and things like that for tracking these kind of things too? And, and there are. It was uh, just that that part of the world and it's it's too they were over water and they're in this zone where one country's radar reach ends and the other country's reach is just about to begin and there's like you know a mile of space where there's no there there's no radar and they uh, the the plane apparently just took a sharp turn right there and flew off into uh who knows where it's like what do you even do with an airplane once you've got it like especially a commercial jetliner. Yeah, what do you do with the people on the plane? Seriously, and like where does that? Yeah, there's oh, it's that's kind of what makes this so intriguing is that it's the like investigators are now saying the 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 government, the Malaysian government, they're now doing a criminal investigation because they believe that the the plane was not, uh, it it didn't crash, it wasn't like blown up or something. They think they think that it was flat out stolen by the pilots. Wow. Wow. What? Well, right? you know, I mean, air traffic is so tightly controlled. Like, how does that even happen? They, they hit that one little tiny slice of space where they could they could just turn the, the plane around. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> but it kind of like, I mean, they must have to somehow get back on radar eventually. It's not like you can just stop a plane and just be done with it. Well, are you familiar with the idiom flying under the radar? <laughs> So the the thinking here is that what they did is they hit that zone with no radar, that little gap, took a sharp turn, dropped down to below radar range, and flew who knows where. It's a big on, plane to fly that low. Yeah, but, you know. Not you, that it can't you, be done, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you have to land it somewhere, right? It has to get pretty close to the ground. Yep. So I guess you could do that. I just, it's so... Why? Why would you steal a plane? With a bunch of people on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the that people is really are the probably most... worth more than the plane. That, that's probably exactly it. I think the plane's worth something like 90 million. But wow, there are yeah. human lives here. I mean... Yeah, yeah, but not 90 million worth. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I mean, I don't want to be, be cynical about it or anything, but... And I don't, want, I don't mean to devalue human life. I'm just saying that if you're going to steal something, do you want to steal a few hundred people or do you want to steal a $90 million plane? <laughs> I, yeah, I think the plane is probably better. But the people come with the plane. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you can get both. Why the package not? deal. My hope, it's sincerely, my hope is that they find these people just on an island somewhere. Yeah, that would be great. They'll all have a great story. And so kind of like my, my movie idea from a couple of weeks ago, my thinking, the story here is imagine you get on a plane from Malaysia to China or wherever, really you get on, you get on an, uh, an international flight mm-hmm. and at some point in the flight, you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're on an Island and there's, there's, <laughs> there's no wreckage. It's just you and everybody else, no casualties. Everybody survives. It's all the people from the plane except for the crew. And, and nobody remembers what happened. That's what I hope happened to these people because it's a great story and then they're all okay. That's a good, that's a good outcome. I have to imagine, like, I don't know, at some point you know something's not quite right when you're a passenger in a plane flying really low. I don't know, maybe you don't know, but... Well, it's that sharp turn, isn't it, right? That must really kind of <laughs> throw you off. <laughs> like, why are we banking so severely? <laughs> I don't, are you... 
I don't know though. Centrifugal force. When you come in, when you're circling to land, you get a little bit of that, but it's not so jarring that you're like, oh my God, what's happening? It's just, well, this is the thing. This is what the plane does here. Yeah. But it's, I mean, somehow you find out because it's going to run out of fuel and you're not in China. Maybe they gas the past. I don't know. This is, it's so, it's so compelling. It's, it's so wide open to just think about what could have happened to these people and, and what could have happened to this airplane. Yeah, in the next five years, there'll probably be like 50, 50 hijacked airplane movies coming out. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. All based on it. That's why I want to get on it early. <laughs> <laughs> this was my idea. I said so on my podcast back in I wanna, March. <laughs> I want to get ahead of the trend. <laughs> so, Orta, if you were to steal a plane, what would you do with it? Um, I guess... I mean, I guess I'd want to steal a good plane, right? And then... <laughs> Uh, like a little plane or a big plane? Yeah, probably a little plane. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe enough for a few people. Maybe six, seven. I'd want to take my friends to places. Uh, I want to. So you still like a Gulf Stream? Yeah, yeah, a Gulf Stream. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> what about you, Dave? If you're gonna steal a, you're gonna steal a plane. What's your, what's your biz? It depends on what my motivation for stealing the plane is. Uh, if if I'm me versus if I'm like a Bond villain. You don't have the accent for that, by the way. That's true. Well, that's that's what makes me such a good villain, is you wouldn't you don't suspect me. Would you be under the radar? Ah, I see what you did there. Thanks. Uh, if it were just me, yeah, I'd probably steal a plane that I could, I could just take my friends around in. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, you can sell it, but how do you even sell a plane? <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, you can. Selling a plane is not that hard. eBay. If somebody wants to buy a plane. Go to I'm an sure. airport and post signs. A private airport. <laughs> if you're gonna do that. Just go. Just go over to LaGuardia. Walk around with a sign. With some sign. I'm selling a plane. Not a. Not an international airport. Go to like the private plane airports. <laughs> and they like, have those magazines too for pilots. People oh, who buy yeah, planes. Yeah. I Should I hire a guy to dress up as a plane with like a sandwich board? That would be so cool. <laughs> to dance around, get attention. <laughs> Maybe those are one of those dancing wind sock puppet things. There are the so arms. many of those. Um, those sandwich board sign guys here. Is that normal in other cities? Like we have yeah. them all for housing developments out here. I haven't seen them in New York. No, I don't think I've seen any either. So many. The human sign. Yep. What a what a horrible way to devalue a human. Reduce them to sign. Sign. <laughs> you are a sign. When I was living in Rio, in Rio de Janeiro, during the election period, um, people would just all the political candidates would hire homeless people to stand with the signs because you weren't allowed to put political signs up anywhere. So you'd go down this road, and it's just rows and rows of maybe like two, three hundred people just standing with uh, signs for political candidates. Wow. You know, you know what we call those here in this country? Job creators. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so terrible you imagine doing a job where you could be replaced by the thing you're wearing yeah i've done that before it's a very it's a very mindless job you can just sit and get stoned done you need to listen to headphones all day you could probably talk on the phone sometimes you see the people uh who have the signs not wearing them but they they spin them around they throw them up in the air yeah that's what we have most of is like the guys that hold it's like a giant arrow with like the builder's name or the development's name on it and like go that way and they wiggle them around and flip them (laughs) yeah i want to see people juggling them some of those guys are really good they are good i have to say they take some skill there must be a class that they take like mark my (laughs) words in the next two decades that's an olympic sport (laughs) sign twirlers (laughs) seriously it looks it looks athletic i mean it's all it's all stoner kids doing it because they have nothing better to do but that same could be said for snowboarding a few years ago yeah that that erupted (laughs) <laughs> the x games of advertising <laughs> right coming soon to an olympics near you <laughs> all right so the the other side of the coin if you were a super villain and you stole a plane what would your motivation be like what why would you what would your plot be what's the best thing you can come up with for a stolen plane i mean can we put anything we want on this plane or yes biohazard material right that we sprinkle across i mean if we're going to be a super villain yeah well, what about Air Force One? Oh, Ooh. to be a supervillain in Air Force One, sprinkling biohazardous material. Ooh, that's a good one. Are we I making mean, another you, movie? Get off my plane. 
Well, the question is then, you know, are we what? What is our motivation, right? So I just picked what would arguably the most the most valuable plane you could get would be there. Um, I mean, if you're if you're going to be a supervillain, you've got to have like some kind of plan overall. If that's to try and change the world for your own benefit, then perhaps yeah, the Air Force One is where you should be going. What what, what I mean is, if you were if you were the guy, if you were the supervillain, and, and your plot was to steal this specific plane, what's your next step? What do you do with it now? They dealt with it pretty well on Batman, right? Where he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, cut off the wings or whatever and then flew off with another plane holding the plane. It was all, yeah, just a, it was part of an escape plan. But at least then there was wreckage. Mm. Yeah, you don't really... I mean, if you're going to steal a plane, you probably should you know, piece it together and then should want to keep it intact. I have an idea for what I would do if I were if I were an evil supervillain. What my thing would be with that plane, but I I'm afraid to say it because I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up on the no fly list. <laughs> that would be rather inconvenient. <laughs> I like the I'm listening. Go on. The NSA is also listening. So here's I'll I'll just sort of allude. When when you've got. And I don't mean to make light of this, but if 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 you're a terrorist and you're hijacking a plane, the downside is all you really have is the plane. You didn't get a chance to sneak much on. And if if you're the sort of terrorist that plants a bomb on a plane, chances are you're just trying to blow up the plane. And in either case, the only real damage you're going to do is taking down the plane, which you could do if you just had control of the plane. But if you had a plane of that size to begin with, and you could put whatever you wanted to on it, and then you're in control of it, that, that turns it into a really big weapon. That makes sense. That's a city destroyer, right, almost? That's, that's the Bond villain version of, of like worst-case scenario, what they could be doing with this thing. <laughs> but what's the motivation? You know, why, why would you want to try and blow up an entire city? I'm the wrong guy to answer that question. I don't know. I don't know. I have no. I have zero interest. Hey, listen. Any government agencies who are hearing this recording right now, I have zero interest in blowing anybody up. Uh, you'd have to ask the, the the people who want to blow up cities, uh, yeah. which there are apparently those people. Maybe there's a podcast that I could be a guest on. We could find that out. <laughs> a terrorist podcast. Oh boy! God, I'm in so much trouble right now. Well, I was gonna say you were the one that said you know if you were a bad villain, you know, a villainous yeah. hero. Right, um, and a, a villainous super, hero. A villainous super. Sorry, yeah, I totally mangled that. But yeah, you you chose villain. Why villain? What what about if we were just the good guy, a regular superhero? I don't think I don't think the good guys steal planes, Jamie. But maybe they do, though. For the you know, if it's for the lulls? to help <laughs> to help mankind in some way. Aww. Sometimes you just you know have to. Like maybe <laughs> maybe something bad was happening and James Bond had to get onto that plane and steal it to stop a terrorist plot. Yep. Maybe I mean it sounds like something from twenty four, doesn't it? You gotta get on the plane in the next twenty four hours. <laughs> but at least that would have been resolved in twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. Be nice and quick. Not like not like this plane disappearing. This really does have the feeling of something that would happen in the opening of a Bond movie. <laughs> It's a precursor to something a lot more uh, sinister, right? Right, right. So, like, James is sent to investigate why the plane... Or maybe he was sent to steal the plane for reasons that we don't discover until the third act. But it's clear to me that uh, you don't you don't just steal a plane because you were bored. No. That's a... It's a step in something bigger, usually. Usually. As a man who steals planes regularly. Well, if this if this is the plane being stolen, it is the largest heist ever pulled it's pretty clever too to do it in air but i mean the amount of training right you have to get yourself to be a pilot first and then you've got it it's a lot of work a lot of work (laughs) it's a long play for that plane (laughs) yeah (laughs) to be a pilot first but if you can sell it then it probably might you know the other option to make that kind of money is to just sell sell the plane to facebook (laughs) they're buying everything right now that's right it's like one-tenth of an Instagram. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I don't know about this plane business. I can't believe a plane went missing. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if there's a... You know, if that happens more often than we realize. Just out of curiosity. 
you know, sometimes the, like the media just chooses to focus on things. And now suddenly, like, like sinkholes, you know, I mean, like people, they just <laughs> suddenly you hear about them all the time because that's what they've chosen to focus on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wonder, maybe more planes go missing than we, we know about. I wonder if they've thought to maybe use one of those flight tracker apps to see if it knows. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the right Where one, yeah. are we? Like somebody on the plane. Where am I right now? <laughs> F- find my airplane. <laughs> <laughs> find me. <laughs> or all the people waiting for the people on that flight. Like, yeah. There's an airplane mode joke here. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> I'll get it. It'll come to you. Went offline. I don't know. What'd you guys do this weekend? I know you guys went out, or Dave, not, not, you guys went out drinking. Speaking of sharp turns. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I did over the weekend. And there's some stuff I'm not even allowed to talk about what I did during the weekend. <laughs> Whoa. Top secret. <laughs> yeah, you I'm not telling you guys. <laughs> when did that plane go missing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did we do anything, Dave? Uh, I don't remember. It's all blur. Well, we had oh yeah, we had dinner yesterday, and and the, that and was the it. That was Sunday dinner. That was, I did something Saturday. I know it's so long ago. It feels like so long ago. Something. I have I have this problem. People will ask me what what I did for the weekend or what I did over a holiday or what I did last yesterday. I never, <laughs> I never remember. The days kind of blur together. I, I feel similar. I can relate to that. I, this is one of those troubles of working from home. Is I. I I don't know. Yeah, you stop distinguishing. And like weekends too just kind of become another day. Yeah, to the point where I have a hard time. I don't make weekend plans. I forget to make weekend plans. And the weekend rolls around. I'm like, oh, shit, I should have made some plans because other people are not working today. I could have been doing other things. What about you, Jamie? No, boy. I had a – well, see, I'm a parent, so – um, I have my kids like 50% of the time they're with their dad and 50% of the time they're with me. So, um, yeah, I had a birthday party. I had a daughter turn nine on Friday oh. and Saturday was our big celebration days. We did all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. We went to the adventure dome cause that's what she wanted to do. That sounds awesome. Tell me about you know? the adventure dome. <laughs> I don't know what an adventure dome is, but I want to go. Yeah. For no more than 30 minutes. It's located, Dave, at the Circus Circus. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> So out. it's that big pink thing in the backyard, basically, of the Circus Circus. So I did go downtown. Um, and it's interesting. I, I mean, it's it's like an amusement park, a theme park or whatever. But it's um, its its own unique experience. I remember when it opened when I was in my teens, late teens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wanted to go there. Some other kids had gone there for their birthday and she got to go then. So it was her birthday thing. And we took a friend. They did one ride repeatedly. And then we played a <laughs> bunch of like carnival games. And that was it. And then we went to a movie. Um, I don't know. The day started really early. I picked them up at 10. We went to School of Rock. And then What's School of Rock? School of Rock is music lessons for kids. But they're awesome music lessons. Cool. Um, so have you ever been, there's, there's like a hotel that has a, a roller coaster at the top, right? Yeah. Stratosphere. Stratosphere has that. The, uh, New York, New York has a roller coaster inside. Yeah, which is weird. Cause it goes through as you're yeah. walking through the hotel, the, uh, the roller coaster will occasionally just like whiz by you. Wow. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you see, it goes indoors <laughs> and outdoors. Um, the Sahara yeah. used to have one. I don't know In Las Vegas, I would be the wide-eyed tourist. That would be like, oh. <laughs> it is quite a spectacle. I think if you... I, I, I was born here. I don't know. So this stuff is just kind of norm, normal for me. <laughs> of course, it's normal to just have roller coasters in hotels. <laughs> roller coasters yeah. and hotels that look like other cities or monuments. <laughs> and... A roller coaster in my house. That's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other cities or monuments. Vegas, Vegas, to me, has always looked like where Carmen Sandiego stores all the shit she steals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the big closet, the big boneyard for, <laughs> yeah, for world travel. It's a weird, it is a weird place when you've lived in other cities, as both of you have. And then you, mm. I moved away and then lived here again and I moved back on purpose. They um, should open a hotel called the Las Vegas, Nevada. The, Las Ve- <laughs> the great Las Vegas. It's a and Las then, Vegas theme. So there's a tiny New York, New York. Yeah. There's in a the tiny hotel. everything. That would be 
pretty great. Teeny tiny fake Eiffel Tower, teeny tiny uh, <laughs> fake pyramid. It's a bit like and the even uh, more miniature. film where uh, Synecdoche, New York, where he tries to build New York inside a, a theater. <laughs> wait, wait, say the word again. Synecdoche. 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 Synecdoche, New York. <laughs> there you go. This is how you pronounce it in uh, in Otter. Synecdoche. <laughs> I really like that film. I'm only laughing because they say it in the movie. Is it? Ah. Actually, I don't think they do. Do they? I you don't know. You made remember. that up? You made I'm up gonna, a few. I'm, I'm going to get corrected on that. Yeah, someone will be like, say. yeah, Alto is totally correct there. <laughs> oh, I know it's definitely pronounced synecdoche. It's a, a, a brain thing. I lost the word. It's a medical, medical term. No, it's not. It's a representation of something. So you say, like. Wait, that part I might be wrong about. I'm Googling this shit now. <laughs> It's when you say that, you know, something represents an entire thing. So, like, when you say, like, um, you know, you're in a hospital and you, you describe someone by their illness, you would, that would uh, be a oh, it's, Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a figure of speech. All right, so I was wrong. I'll just cut out the part where I was wrong. <laughs> edit, edit! Uh, a figure of speech in which a term for part of something refers to the whole of something or vice versa. An example is referring to workers as hired hands. Because oh, they only are the hands. Because you refer to an entire person as just their hands. That makes sense. Yeah. That All makes right. you a voice. You're a voice on this podcast. That's true. That's a synecdoche. We we got to double check by pronunciation now. <laughs> <laughs> we need a show fact checker. They've well, it, I'm looking at Wikipedia, which is never wrong, and it says synecdoche, but I. Isn't there a play button? So I don't actually know. Well, it's great podcast. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Here we are, listening to Wikipedia. <laughs> push play, push play. Do it, do it. Make Where's, sure. Uh, Miriam Webster. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jamie. Yes. Um, what, what do you do apart from... Synecdoche. <laughs> <laughs> Down. <laughs> oh. You won't be able to, I can't pipe that back into the show. So I'll put it, I'll put the link in the show notes. Do it. Do it. You can all go and look up the word synecdoche, which uh, I misunderstood as a word, but I at least knew how to pronounce it. So the good news is we both get to be right. Great. I'm happy with this. Tomato, tomato. It's great. <laughs> good That's stuff. That's funny you say that because he says tomato. <laughs> and you say tomato Uh uh-huh okay well anyway it's potato that really counts (laughs) but you say potato yeah not potato even though you say tomato i don't think anybody says potato but so you're just like all willy-nilly with how you pronounce that a i think it's just a song i think the song just didn't care oh here's one do you say las vegas nevada or nevada nevada ah i'm still struggling with houston houston Houston. Houston. Yeah. It's easy to remember. So for for those who, who might not be aware of the controversy, let's teach the controversy. Teach the controversy. There's a street in New York City called Houston Street, spelled H-O-U-S-T-O-N. Aware of this. Like the city in Texas, which is pronounced Houston. Oh, is that it? And my, my argument here for why I believe the New York way of going is correct is that you don't live in a huse. <laughs> you live in a house but doesn't isn't there some grammatical rule about the e not being there that changes the sound uh maybe but more importantly it's it's a dude's name house no uh houston <laughs> there's a show gotcha houston i know it's like the whole gif versus jif everybody knows it's a gif but but yeah, then the guy oh, who made it said it's Now we're gonna get Jeff, angry tweets. Right? <laughs> yeah, but unless he pronounces the word graphics, fuck him. See, that's that was always my logic too. It's it's a graphic, not a graphic. But yeah, I it's don't know. GIF. It's pronounced GIF. And anybody who thinks differently is wrong, and a bad person. Yeah, they should probably get their get their internet checked. They probably just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> get the internet checked. But you want to get that looked at. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm an internet doctor. I'm here to tell you how to pronounce your words correctly. 
That should be a new role right there, internet doctor, word pronunciation. I think the internet doctor just tells you that everything you have is cancer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just internet doctored me about Synecdoche. <laughs> <laughs> I have to push up my glasses while saying, well, actually. Actually. Well, actually, Wikipedia and the Oxford Dictionary <laughs> believe that it is pronounced uh, Synecdoche. Synecdoche. You also refer to uh, what you do to a podcast as watching it. Yeah, I watch. I watch a. I watch a talkie. Where are you from, man? <laughs> Manchester. It's, uh, it's this little town. They've got a. They're a bit famous for this team of where we 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 get a ball and we kick it around. Um, but yeah, it just feels uh, right to say that you watch it. If you, I don't. I don't believe you. Like right click on iTunes and I bet it saves I I've watched watched this or something. Watched. Uh, I don't I don't think it does. Uh, I I think I think you're lying. There's a lot of mystery around you. I don't think you're really from England. <laughs> you're really from Manchester. <laughs> it's all it's all an illusion. Oh. There are too many layers here. I cannot it's the the giveaway is the way you pronounce things, which is the it's it's as if you're like a Russian spy. <laughs> it's inconsistent. He's found inconsistencies in my pronunciation. Yeah. No, I'm actually yeah. curious. So I, I'm I'm trying to put you. You were you're from Manchester. You've yeah. lived in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. You're now in New York. What yeah. else? What else has there been? Um, I li- I I lived in Princeton for a while. Um, Jamie's the good cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm looking forward to your questions next, Dave. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, New York, Rio, <laughs> Manchester, briefly London. Um, yeah, no, that's about that's about my travels. It's usually for work. Um, I just say yes to cool and interesting sounding jobs and end up in around around the world. Turns out programming's a pretty lucrative, uh, lucrative business. Who knew? That's cool. Used to be to see the world, you'd have to join the navy. Yep. Now yeah. you just have to have do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Work Learn from home. We'll travel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, it's. A, I mean, it's a really good way to see the world. The other one is like talking at conferences. Like, that's probably that's the best I way see to the travel. World. Yeah. Did you see Jamie's conference schedule this year? No. <laughs> it is nuts. Yeah. I'm booked. I'm booked for the rest of the year. You're doing like awesome. 30 of these things. You're going to burn out. I'm not doing 30. I have way less this year, I think, than last year. Last year felt really full. But I take two months off of the year. Um, I take August off and I take December off. And I do not travel during those months. with um, Not for conferences, not for work. I'll do family stuff um, in August and December. So you but, take yeah. work off as well? Um, you know, if I have projects open, then I will continue projects, but I do take, you know, dedicated time to spend with my kids, my girls and my boyfriend, because I think that's important, more important than work. Probably. As long as I can sustain, um, you know, a quality yeah, of life live, that I yeah. enjoy. So I guess so far things are all right. <laughs> things are working out. But yeah, so I, I do, I, you know, I try to do no more than two conferences a month. Um, and uh. yeah. I'm going to Rio de Janeiro this year. See, that of. one I'm jealous of. It's lovely. That one I'd love to do. The rest of this list I'm looking at, I'm thinking, I just, I, I would burn out. Really? I can't, nah. I can't do it anymore. I did for a few years, tons and tons of conferences, but I don't know. I don't think I have that many, really. I only have like two months where I'm doing two conferences in the same month. Still a lot. Yeah. Know. It's a lot of travel. It's... Yeah, I have uh, just July and September. I'm doing two conferences in each of those months, but the rest of them, it's one. I guess March, I, I will have done two. I was just in London, and I'll go to DC. Um, yeah, whenever I'm doing I'm month. doing DC with you, and I'm doing um, Ool. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's it that's for the year. year for me. That's cool. I'm actually booked into 2015, which is pretty awesome. Like wow. I got booked for some next year stuff, so I'm I'm really stoked about that. Like yeah. that it's booked. Um, I don't know. It feels good, I guess, but I also just, um, yeah, I need to, I need to make some more stuff. I feel like I've been doing all coaching things lately. And while there's a lot to talk about on the human side of things, I really haven't done product stuff now in a while. So I don't know. I got to make sure that what I'm talking about is still relevant. Um, I mean, the people side is always relevant, I feel, but, um, you know, making sure people get their money's worth of, you know, wh- whatever the conference is. Jamie. But yeah, that's right. <laughs> get their Jamie's worth. Yeah. Get their Jamie's worth. Anyway, so 
Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've reset my rules on what what a conference is and why I'll do a conference. Yep. And the things like if if they don't cover travel, I'm going to say no. Oh, if sure. Of course. If they don't take care of the speakers, I'm going to say no. If it's not in a cool place that I've either never <laughs> been or would want to go to again, I'm going to say no. And if, if it's a, if generally speaking, if it's a multi-track conference, I'm going to say no, not because I want to be elitist, but because the kind of talk I give just doesn't sit well when it's up against two technical talks. And I don't think that, that that's where I provide value. So I would say no to that. Uh, and so I've got like all these, these little guideposts for, for what works for me, what doesn't. And, uh, the end result is that I do a lot fewer of them and that makes me kind of happy. That's, um, I have also usually, if it's somebody I've never worked with before on the conference front, I have a little questionnaire that I send back when they send oh. me, usually I get it, but I just ask like, um, a few questions that just so I understand what's up <laughs> and, and if, uh, that works out, then we book. And if not, then we don't. And, and that's it. But with people that I've worked with before, like CocoConf, I know what the deal is. They're fantastic people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing the the only new one. Well, I've added two new ones to the lineup this year, GiantConf, and they've been fantastic. They asked me, I guess they heard of me through Bests, which was pretty cool. Um, and then um, an event apart, which is a super well-known yeah, conference yeah, yeah. track. So, and I'm doing the Disney World one. And I've never been to Disney World, oh. so I'm super stoked about that. Okay, I'm a little jealous of that one. That one <laughs> sounds awesome. That one will be really cool, I think. But, is that yeah. Disney Research, or is that? Um, no, well, an event apart. Disney, they just decided to do that venue, um, ah, Disney World, okay. for the first time ever. So yeah, I think you know it's just it's a three day co- conference and um, yeah, I don't know. Should ask them if they're interested in live podcasts. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's uh, Jeffrey Zeldman. <laughs> just talk to that dude. He's pretty accessible. You could just ping mm-hmm. him on Twitter. Yeah, he's super accessible. Nice guy. Really nice oh. guy. Oh shit, you guys! I just realized <gasps> we're talking about work. Oh shit, we are for Do like a really long time. For podcasts. Or conferences. conferences. Well, conferences sort of falls outside work, doesn't that's all, it? That's all work-related. It sort of is, huh? Shoot. Got to turn this plane around. <laughs> that was a sound effect I did myself. <laughs> a little-known skill I possess. Sound effects. <laughs> Okay. I think that's our I think that's our closing line. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, time flew today. <laughs> time time flew. Uh, time flew. Where did it go? <laughs>